Anya Kalideglia, thank you for joining me today. Hi, Mark. Thank you for having me. Uh, let me ask, first of all, what, what were some of the issues and areas in the broadcast industry that this panel has been tasked with looking at? Well, the panel was tasked with looking at essentially every issue. This report and these recommendations come out of what's really a generational review of uh, Canada's communications legislation. So it's the Broadcasting Act, the Telecom Act. Um, they haven't been updated in 30 years. They don't so much as mention the word intranet. So that's kind of the backdrop to where these recommendations are coming from. Was taxing and, and the fact that these international giants streaming things like Netflix and, and Prime and so on are broadcasting into Canada, but they're not paying any money here kind of thing. Is, is that not an issue? Yes. yes, that's exactly it. That's been the concern um, of the industry, of a lot of people um, in the industry for a long time. And there's also the question of, you know, a lot of the traditional TV providers, uh, broadcasters, you know, point to an issue of fairness where they have to pay into Canadian content. TV providers have to pay 5% of revenues. Uh, broadcasters also have obligations, whereas, you know, the digital platforms, both foreign and domestic, don't. So they have been calling for, for a number of years now, you know, for more equal treatment between the two different types of services. What about the idea of Canadian content? If these uh, foreign-based operations and even some Canadian broadcasters are broadcasting mostly foreign, non-Canadian-made product. So that has been a perennial issue in Canada, especially because we're so close to the states that um, there's always been an understanding that there's a need for the government to legislate or to mandate a certain amount of Canadian content. Otherwise, it would be kind of overrun with foreign TV shows and movies and, con and content of that kind. So this is just an extension of that, really. And one of the aspects of the report is that they want streaming services to have what are called discoverability requirements. So these are going to be rules forcing them to show and, and kind of really make prominent a certain amount of Canadian content. You can make an American show in Canada with American kind of content or design, but it doesn't really reflect a Canadian experience. Is there any thought that if they're making Canadian shows, they should be sort of reflecting the Canadian uh, consciousness? Absolutely. That is actually the reason uh, behind why the Canadian content rules are structured the way that they are. Because for a long time, and that's even increased now with streaming services, lots of uh, foreign productions, you know, especially American, they're shot in Canada. You know, think about how many American movies are shot in Canada. But they don't qualify as Canadian content because they don't necessarily reflect the Canadian experience or tell Canadian stories. So that's the reason why there's very specific rules about what qualifies as Canadian content. And one of the debates throughout all of this has been, you know, services, for example, Netflix will point to the investments that they're making and say, you know, we spent more than $500 million on content in Canada. But what um, opponents would argue, and this is actually something the chairwoman of the expert panel uh, who wrote the report mentioned yesterday, is that they're not at all the same thing. So these so-called service productions, you know, it might be a, a Home My Christmas movie shot in B.C. or it might be, you know, a TV show shot in Toronto, but it's set in an American city. Does that qualify as Canadian content? Well, no. And these new rules um, would, you know, set minimums for spending on this content and that content would actually qualify as Canadian under these definitions. So what kind of effect would this have on, uh, say, Canadian actors and producers? Well, I mean, um, presumably more money. Uh, we don't know, uh, or we don't know how much. Those details are still to be worked out by the government and by the CRTC. But, you know, the idea is that there would be more money and also significantly that it would be coming from a more, or from a growing base of funding. Because one of the concerns has been with CanCon funding coming from traditional TV providers, well, their revenues are shrinking, just a smaller and smaller pot of money. 
So extending these rules to streaming services, you know, that opens it up to an industry that is growing every year. I understand this also recommended some changes to the CRTC, the Canadian Radio, Television and Telecommunications Commission itself, because it has no uh, authority over these streaming services right now. Yes. So, I mean, in theory, they have authority. In practice, they have exempted these services. They choose not to exercise it. So um, the, the idea is that, you know, once these recommendations are put in place, they would begin to exercise that authority. So that would be a, quite a significant change from how the CRTC um, does things now. What did the panel say about the Canadian public broadcaster, the CBC Radio-Canada? They want the public broadcaster to go um, completely ad-free within five years. They're also calling for stable funding to, to help make that happen. And they also want to change its mandate to add more specific references to news. But hasn't the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation had a mandate not to carry adverts? Certainly the radio doesn't carry adverts. I mean, it has it has for a long time. It makes a significant, you know, portion of its budget. Um, this is also something that broadcasters and um, news organizations in Canada, some of them anyway, have taken with issue with over the years because they're saying if the public broadcasters receives public money, why is it competing with us for advertising dollars? But, you know, the argument of the, the chairwoman of this panel yesterday at a press conference, she said that, you know, advertising and the commercial imperative that goes with that is how she phrased it. She said that takes away from the CBC's public interest mandate. And they really want the CBC to focus on the public interest and uh, news especially because they were concerned about kind of what's happening in terms of misinformation and fake news. And they were saying the right, you know, the counterbalance to that should be to have trustworthy and accurate and reliable sources of news. So we have now this uh, very large and extensive report. What happens to it now? That is a very good question. Um, you know, I think that's something that the industry is waiting to hear on. Uh, reporters are waiting to hear on. You know, the government, you know, the, the heritage minister has promised, he just promised this morning, that they will introduce, um, you know, legislation, you know, within months before December. What's unclear is exactly what that legislation will encompass. Um, there will be, I, I think it's, uh, they will almost certainly introduce, introduce sales tax for streaming services. But beyond that, you know, are they going to introduce legislation mandating all of these new rules? Are they just going to have the CRTC hold a hearing and then that's going to take another year or two? That All of that is still, you know, still to be seen. Anya Karadeglia, thank you very much for this. Thank you very much for having me.